This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now, your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. Well, you've just witnessed one of the longest order orders that we've ever seen Brian do, although he's famous for long orders. We're at the Advanced Selling Podcast. We're going to do things a little bit different today. We've got uh, Mr. Neal right over there. I do. I'm in kind of a high maintenance, like when Harry met Sally, order person. There's a female voice in the background, too, isn't there? Say hi, Brooke. Uh, this is Brooke Green, the chick in the firm. You might know me from as the ultimate sales chick. I didn't know I was doing this until they got me in the car, locked the doors, and told me we were recording a podcast over lunch. So I'm just going along for the ride. We're doing this a little bit differently today because we're uh, all on busy schedules, and we wanted to make sure we got a podcast out this week. And so uh, we're doing it over lunch at a place called Kincaid's. You can probably hear the music, which is extremely loud today in the background. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the things we're experiencing in our work with our clients around the country in the whole area of sales and business acquisition. And uh, we thought we'd start with, uh, you have a story? One of the things we do at our firm uh, oftentimes is we'll sit around the table, break bread together, uh, drink wine, and share ideas. (laughs) Well, we're not breaking bread or drinking wine today. We're drinking water. But one thing that came up, and I'll share with the two of you, and you can chime in here, is people say, well, what do, you, what do you do with salespeople? One of the things I think we do really well is we teach salespeople how to think more like business people and less like salespeople. So to attempt to do that, one of my finer clients on Monday morning, uh, I had each of them take their territory and do a mini uh, business report or plan that they would present to a board of directors. So I put them in the mindset to say, okay, you're running this business, and I, I, I prompted them with a few things, and then they're going to take the uh, information that they put underneath these prompts, and they're going to share them with their board of directors, who are their fellow salespeople. The fellow salespeople then would give advice, which the uh, person presenting the plan would ask for, and then they would have you know some ideas or some tools to go away with. So uh, the things I asked them to do, I said, first, give me um, just a st- an emotional state of your business right now, which is really them looking at themselves and saying, how am I thinking and feeling about my business? Start there. Um, second, give us any market nuances. So are there anything specific going on in the market that we need to be aware of, concerned about those sorts of things? Next, I want them to go through their activities, and I want to first them ask them to outline what are their top two or three strategies that they're employing in the marketplace right now. And then after those strategies, then tell me what are they doing right now that seems to be working really well? What are they doing that's not working really well? And what used to work that's not working all of a sudden? So something that used to work in the past, and now it's not working. And the last bit of the exercise, I said, you ask, come up with two or three questions that you can pose to your board of directors that you need help or guidance or counsel on. So I'd like my board of directors to give me some advice or some opinions or ideas about one, two, and three. What I think it did more than anything else is it, it, it put them all in the mindset of, you know, this really is my own business, and it really does have its own strategy. And I've got a board of directors in the way of peers that can really help me out when I ask for it. So if you're listening and you're a salesperson, it's a great exercise to do. You can do, you know, rewind this and do exactly what I just told you. Um, or if you're a sales manager, it's a great exercise to do with your team to put them in a place of thinking of themselves more like a business person running their own business and less like a salesperson. We should get that up on uh, on the on the website too. That's kind of the outline that you did. So you can go to uh, go to insidethesalesmind.com and just search on uh, podcast and you'll find all of our podcasts there and come up with the most recent one and that'll be uh, where it is yeah i had another thing as you were talking about that is uh you know when you're doing a business plan there's also this idea of resources what are the resources are you going to need to accomplish this plan 
And for a sales professional, a lot of it, the resource is just time. You're going to be spending time prospecting, getting referrals, serving clients, selling. But sometimes you need other outside resources as well, whether it's maybe a copywriter or a a marketing person or somebody to do a postcard or somebody to do a blog or whatever. So make sure that you put that in there too as a place for what are the resources you're going to need in order to accomplish this? Because the bank is going to want to know, what do I need to loan you money for? It looks like you don't need any money, and sometimes you need other resources. Yeah, it's interesting that Brian put that up with his clients. I had sort of the same conversation with a client uh, this morning already in training. They get frustrated with their CEO because all he wants is numbers, and they want to talk about some of the exciting stuff they're working on. And I was trying to help them make the connection that you can be excited about the stuff you're working on, but you really need to know where you're starting so that you know how that exciting stuff is impacting your business. So the numbers should be your friends, too. Don't think of it so much as numbers, are they good or bad, but where was I last year, where am I now, and where, am I, where do I want to go, and then build your plan accordingly. It also makes your time more productive. Um, in regards to what Bill was saying, to outsourcing stuff, I got great advice from um, one of my business friends, and she told me, outsource anything you don't love or you're not good at. Yeah, so that's a rule she lives by, and she's a much happier person. What might that mean What might that mean for the salesperson who is not used to thinking outsource? They're used to thinking, I've got to do it all myself. So what, what might that mean for them? I think you need to let go of what's not adding to your bottom line, so to speak. So this client in particular, they have... Uh, they do a lot of order entry for their clients, and they all complain about it. But they say, nobody else can do it the way I like it to be done. So I would say, well, you need to put yourself in a position where you can outsource that. There obviously are people at your company that that is their job to do. Coach them on how to do it in a way that makes you happy, which you might need to invest some more time up front to get that done, but eventually you've freed up all the time going forward that you would have used to do that. Very specific things. Hey, look, the bread's here. We are breaking bread at Kincaid's. Thank you very much. No, Brooke, as you were talking, I think um, that goes over there. Yep. Well, she was good until she just gave me the wrong drink. Yep. Now she's fired. <laughs> uh, one of the things as you were talking, I love that idea of the numbers are your friend. It's extremely important. I also think it's good for people to recognize that tracking your behavior, some people are really concerned about things like a salesforce.com activity report or a call report or things like that. People go, I hate that. I hate that. You got to think too, those numbers are your friends also because they will help you tell the story of how, what you're doing, what's working, what's not. And if you love to do, if you love what you do in the sales world, it's real important you're tuned into those things. So if you went to your banker and they said, um, banker said after six months of working this plan that you presented to him, said, you know, this plan's not working. Uh, you said you're going to have this revenue and you don't. And you say to them, you know what? I don't pay attention to the numbers. What are they going to say? Uh, give pay pay me all my money. It's, now I'm I'm calling your note and uh, leave the check at the front desk and get the hell out of my bank. That's exactly what they're going to say. Another thing, do we have time for another little idea that came up? Um, this came up in a coaching thing, a uh, coaching gig this morning. With a friend of mine named Derek, who's a client friend. Uh, he, uh, we're talking about some of the things he was working on, and we're talking about some markets where he's got a couple of markets that he calls on that are less competitive, blue ocean ish. We talk about blue ocean, red ocean. It's a book and. Blue Ocean, where there are not a lot of competitors, it's not too bad. A couple of his markets are really Red Ocean, where there's high competition, not just for himself, but also for the people that he calls on, right? He calls on hotels, and the hotel markets in the uh, some of the larger metro areas are much more competitive than they are in the rural, more recreational areas. 
So you would go to a cabin in Maine, campers, yeah. So he said, yeah, here's something, Brian. All the all the properties and the, the clients and uh, prospects that I have in these heavier markets, it's really all a price thing with them right now. It's really what they're all focused on. And we just can't, we can't win. We're, we're, we're losing deals on a couple of couple of pennies on a bottle. They sell soaps and shampoos and can't, can't win. So I, he said, I've just sort of told him I can't help him let him go. Derek has allowed them to talk him into the fact that it really is about price. I said, Derek, he, he had forgotten for a moment. We do this sometimes, right? We get either sloppy or lazy with the sales process. And this is what has happened in Derek's case. I said, you know it's not about price because you could, you could send them some flaky, cheap-ass soap that's seven cents a bar, and you know they wouldn't take it. They would not take it. So it is not all about price. There's a threshold. Now, the threshold is what you have to discover, how, how far it goes down, where it goes, and, and that was one element of it. The second element we talked about was Derek was stopping at the fact where they said, he said, how can, he would start with, how can I help you? Great, right? We would teach our clients to say, you know, what, what are the things you're struggling with? How can I help? Well, you could really help me if you could... Uh, help me save money on the price of my amenities. Derek says, well, I can't help you with that. The better answer to me is, well, let's talk about that. Why are you having trouble with the price right now? Tell me where the pressure is coming from. Um, what have you done with other vendors and other products and suppliers and things to try to help you with that particular problem? What have um, uh, what have they said? What have they done? Uh, who else other than talk to me have you, have you chatted with about this? So it really, really gives a broader scope if you understand the why behind price is my issue or it's really important to me right now. Never is it, though, the only thing. I've had a conversation with one of my clients who, whose customers also uh, move right to price as a consideration. And to me, it's not about the price either. It's about the total cost of acquisition, the total cost of buying this thing. If you let the prospect talk you into the to this idea that it's only about price, then you've missed a chance to really sell value. And so what he what he might hear or what Derek might hear is if he starts to ask these questions or things like, you know, I, I feel like I'm trying to improve my brand and this soap really doesn't do it. And so it could be that by improving the brand, he starts getting more customers or people start coming back to, to stay more at that hotel. So there's all different things other than just price. So I like to look at it as a total cost rather than just price. But don't be afraid of the conversation of price is what you're saying. Have it. Don't, don't, don't automatically default to no, we can't save you money. And Brian, I'm sorry, were you saying that um, this is, these are existing clients that Derek's getting this push, but new clients? Okay, good. Because I have clients that are experiencing this with existing clients. All of a sudden, the existing clients are coming back and saying, hey, we need to do something. And what we've realized through that conversation is that the existing clients that they have are not getting the value of their process. Once they're sold, they sort of stop working the process. So now they're asking about price, and they think they know their pain because they knew it two years ago when they started doing business, but they've stopped being curious about their about their existing clients. So we've talked a lot about, you know, part of your value, ongoing value, lifetime value to your client is your process. So once you solve one problem, you're basically starting from scratch, and you need to start over. Find a new problem. Find a way to fix it and re keep being valuable to them. So your advice would be to a client that, to someone who's getting their clients to start questioning prices, go back to earlier and start to ask questions about how can we help you solve problems. Because if you're working on the price issue, you're working on the wrong issue. That's your tip. Good. Okay. Well, I hope this was uh, valuable to you. You um, can hear us every Thursday. We release a new episode, the advancedsellingpodcast.com. You can also go to Ask Bill and Brian, Brian with a Y. I think, do we own Ask Bill and Brian with an I? I think we do. <clears throat> anyway, Ask Bill and Brian, however you want to spell it, we it'll get you there. Ask a question, and we'll make sure we cover them in future episodes. See you. Bye.
This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillKasky.com or to iTunes.